0: Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath
1: Mulliken. I'm Mark Whitman.
0: And uh, this is – man, this – there's so many emotions on this episode – we're recording it, not going to tell you the date because it's Mark's birthday. And I want to keep that information secret. <laughs> uh, but it's Mark's birthday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're about, we, we, our 300th episode has released. But when we recorded the 300th episode, we didn't know it was our 300th episode. This is episode 301, which is exciting. Not a lot of podcasts make it to episode 301. Here we are. Mm -hmm. But we're here to talk about something sad, Mm -hmm. but also something great. That is the passing of beautiful Bobby Eaton this week. Also, the passing of the assassin, Mm -hmm. Jody Hamilton. Mm -hmm. But two men who epitomized the
1: wrestling we grew up with. Yeah, man. I loved... uh, I mean, I loved The Assassin, obviously, but he was still, it was a little past our, our time. But, I mean, got to kind of catch the tail end of his career. And then he had that big comeback when he, you know, he came back and did some managing in WCW. Yeah. Um, I just saw him, at least, for the, um, at least as far as I know, saw him unmasked for the first time. In a
0: picture? Yeah, me too.
1: Uh, I guess Kevin Nash had a picture of him without the mask on. Uh. And he, he posted, because he'd done a, I'm sure there were others out there, if I'd looked for it, I just never looked for it. Um, he always kept that mask on, though.
0: Yeah, that. yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, good stuff, man. was a big fan of his. But beautiful Bobby, man, just, I mean, you're talking about one of the all-time, I mean, legitimately one of the best ever. Right. To do it, man. I mean, he's a guy, you know, cosmetically not um, for the era that he was wrestling in. You know, obviously didn't look like the ultimate warrior. Right. (laughs) Didn't look like he'd ever seen the inside of a gym. Had Um, no muscular definition. No tan. Yeah. Not a very good looking guy. Couldn't cut a promo said okay. But, but, man, he was so good in the ring. He was almost – one of those guys that's almost too good. Right. I
0: I was talking to – maybe it was on Patreon. Hey, patreon.com slash double Kicks, where you can get bonus content. And I remember you, you and I talking about how Bobby Eaton and Ricky Steamboat both were almost too good for their own good. They were almost – made it look so effortlessly yeah. that you – forget how good they are
1: mm-hmm. yeah now
0: i was somebody shared and i don't remember if i tweeted it or posted it and on facebook but bobby eaton it was him cutting a promo with jimmy hart mm-hmm. and he was talking about how they had turned over a new leaf
1: mm-hmm. I've seen and that.
0: they were and it was it was really really good and dundee comes out and then steve kern comes out and we're going to be all over the place. And we're certainly on this podcast. Neither one of us knew Bobby Eaton. There's going to be a thousand <laughs> other podcasts talking about Bobby
1: Eaton. I'm going to be honest with you. Whether you like the man's opinions or you don't like his opinions, right? If you're looking for a, a real historian, yeah, Jim is recording a Bobby Eaton episode as we speak. Yeah, I know. Cause today, uh, yeah, today he is recording. Right, and it'll be out tomorrow. Um. Which I If I tell them the day Then they'll know When my birthday is Yeah Now (laughs) Well, Okay now I know By the time you're
0: listening to this
1: It will already have been out Right Um So he's going to give If you're looking for the exhaustive Right Beginning to Middle to end Of Bobby Eaton Um Jim Cornette will Be doing that I'm very confident Telling great stories about him And Um I just—I've been watching matches since uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I've been watching Midnight Express matches, man. Yeah,
0: I think um, obviously, like I just said, we're not going to say anything about Bobby Eaton that hadn't been said by people that knew him a lot better. But with the passing of Bobby Eaton, no, no negative stories. Nothing. He's
1: never a guy. I've never. <clears throat> very few people in wrestling do you not hear negative stuff, right? Very, even you know guys who are well respected, um, yeah. Like the, you know maybe the Undertaker and guys like that. You'll still hear people tell a story every once in a while, right? They paint them in a negative light, right? But I don't know that I've ever heard anybody have anything less than than praise for the human being that Bobby. Yeah, used. yeah. Um, somebody would. Told and it was probably cornet, but I've heard several people talk about his 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 bag. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that was a big that he like people would just test him to see if he had it. Yeah. And he would always have like an extra toothbrush or he would have, right. you know, whatever, whatever you needed. You needed some shoelace. Tape. Whatever you needed. Evidently Bobby Eaton always had it in his bag.
0: Um and he, for those of you who don't know, he was married to Bill Dundee's daughter. Mm-hmm. And the story I read this week was they were having dinner and he had found out she was dating a wrestler. Mm, I heard the story too. And he just goes off. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't be dating a wrestler. And then she's like, but well, it's, it's Bobby. And she said her dad started eating again and didn't really say anything. And then he kind of looked up and was like... If there was one guy,
1: yeah, you picked the right one. You
0: picked the right one. You picked the best guy. Yeah, and that is that just seems to be the thing with Bobby Eaton. Just Mm -hmm. he always, you know, every Bobby Eaton match you watch, he is selfless. He he always made his opponent look better.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Even. What and it says a lot about him. <clears throat> if you look, there's you know matches on like WCW Saturday Night when a guy like Randy Savage was going to have a match. Yeah. Um, he would say, okay, well if I'm going to have a match on Saturday Night, I'm going to have it with Bobby Eaton. Yeah. And he could have gone out and <clears throat> beaten Bobby Eaton in in four minutes, but he didn't. He right. went out and went fifty fifty with Bobby Eaton. Yeah. Because um, he knew because it was, it, was be- it was fun. I'm sure it was going to be a good match.
0: There's a match. I saw a picture of Bobby Eaton with a crimson mask Mm -hmm. when he was young. It was after a match with Randy Savage in Memphis. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's the match I want to find.
1: I'm sure it's home.
0: That's the match I want to find. I mean, it was Bobby Eaton wearing trunks. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's
1: the kind of. I'm sure you can find it on on YouTube. I've been watching a lot of stuff. I actually had a little list of matches that I would Um. One of the the guys in, in FTR, I can't remember. I think it was Dax. Posted a um, a private link. Yeah. On Twitter to his private YouTube. Yeah. Of a match with. Um. um and you can actually find it
0: on YouTube, and I'm going to tell you. Yeah, because his link doesn't work anymore. YouTube must have disabled it or something.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to tell you where you can find it okay. on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and type in NWA Pro Wrestling 32688. Uh-huh. That's what you're looking for. Yep. That's the headline. NWA Pro Wrestling 32688. My wife's 11th birthday. Really? Yeah. You will see an incredible the entire program was with the Fantastic's debut and against uh-huh. the Midnight Express. Um And it – so I'm trying to read – just kind of go over my notes here because I didn't look at them. You're going to be – first of all, you're going to be looking for this knee lift Mm -hmm. that Bobby Fulton hits on on, um, Bobby Eaton. It's going to like send him flying out of the ring. Yeah. It's incredible. But it is a match that was done. It got the Fantastics over. Yeah. It's the traditional – when you think of what a good Southern tag team wrestling match was It's yeah. building to the hot tag Yeah. Getting the hot tag The place erupting The Fantastics beating the Midnights To, to come in and debut That led to right. um, <clears throat> There's another clip And I actually don't have the link But you can it, It's easy to find It will be the Midnight Express Versus the Fantastics Pier 6 Brawl mm. On YouTube That happened at the TBS studios Right um, that had, that sets up, and it's a great, it's a nice brawl between the two teams. Cornet's involved, and that leads to their Clash of the Champions match with the Fantastics, where they, um, basically said they did they weren't going to get near as much time as they thought they were going to get. So right. since they weren't, let's go out there and, and have a match that nobody else will be able to top. Right, and that was what they set out to do that night. Right, um. So, like, if you want to get a good good glimpse at them, you got that. There's also uh, – Before you move on, mm-hmm. I got introduced
0: to Midnight Express and Fantastics watching World Class on mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. Obviously, everybody always correlates Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express. I mean, that mm-hmm. – aside from flared – Dusty, Austin Rock, probably yeah. the best tag team rivalry. In Yeah, probably. But I'm telling you, the Midnight Express aren't who they are without the Fantastics. And the Fantastics certainly aren't who yeah, they yeah, are. The Fantast-
1: without. Yeah, the Fantastics honestly needed the Midnights yeah. more than the Midnights needed the Fantastics. But, the, oh,
0: but uh, I, and this may be, I'm going to have to go back and watch. But when I first heard Bobby's passing, I don't know that just personally. I'm not saying these matches were better. I don't know that personally. I did not enjoy Fantastic's Midnight's more than Rock and Roll Express Midnight. And this is a show called the Double Dropkick Show.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think everybody knows our affinity for <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Ricky and Robert. But <clears throat> I, I get where you're coming from. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. They, like they had great matches because they were different. They the were all Fantastics
0: good. were very different than the Rock and Roll Express, and so there was a di- there. It was uh, just so good, man. You Mm-mm. just don't see stuff like that anymore. Mm-mm. Well, that was good stuff. So go, continue with your list, please. Well, I, don't have a, I don't
1: have a huge. Can list. you
0: text that email this to me? This these notes you're looking at. Yeah, there's
1: only a couple of things.
0: We've here? we've we we're 301 episodes in. We don't even have show notes anymore.
1: <laughs> but I just did this so I could tell people what to look for on yeah. YouTube. So you go to YouTube. You're going to look for Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express. Great American Bash 1987 Tour, Landover, Maryland, seven two eighty seven. That's a lot Yeah But if you just put in Midnight Express Rock and Roll Express Or Midnight Express I'm sure it'll pop up Yeah And we'll fill in the rest But you're looking for the one From the Great American Bash Landover Maryland um, Not their best match Right But it, like As a little time capsule It's great Because Tony Schiavone And David Crockett Are doing um, commentary Big Bubba gets involved Yeah You know to force the the uh, DQ at the end it, Yeah leads to This a dusty finish uh-huh. alert Right Um <clears throat> Can't beat it Also Rock and Roll Express You can um Look for Midnight Express Versus Rock and Roll Express This is written In the In North America We write dates Um Month Day Year Yeah And everywhere else in the world It goes year Month date Uh huh You know that Right I know it now. Okay, so you're going to look for um, Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express, and then parentheses will be 1984 oh five eleven.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you're going to see them um, in, in um, Mid-South mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And this is like the classic... Rock and Roll Express match. The heat on Ricky Morton. Mm-hmm. The hot tag to Robert Gibson. Yeah. There are so many rock, great Rock and Roll Express, um, Midnight Express matches out there. Yeah. To me, I think, and don't quote me on this, I think it's Wrestle War 90 mm-hmm. um, is my favorite that, that they've had. It's an exciting match. It's another match where they just put them on the card cold. Yeah. And they didn't give them a whole lot of time, and they took it personal mm. and decided, let's make sure that nobody else yeah. can have a good match, as good as the one that we're going to have. The thing about a lot of those matches, and I'll tell you one more after I say this, these were matches that when... At the time In that era You didn't see Star versus star That often on TV With a finish Yeah Especially You might see The beginning of the match Right You might see something That happened after the match But to see a match Start to finish Take up An entire Hour long NWA pro Like the one With the Fantastics Was done Specifically To Showcase What you would see If you went out To the arena To see these things And almost Always, when they would do that, they chose Midnight Express matches. Dusty Rhodes made sure he feuded with the Midnight Express because right. he knew how good they were going to make him yeah. look. So that leads me to the match that I watched this morning before I came over here. Um, the Road Warriors versus the Midnight Express title change. Yeah, is what the YouTube link will be. And the um, the Road Warriors always worked really well. With Mm -hmm. the Midnights, because the Midnights knew how to make them look Mm -hmm. good. When they got the heat on Hawk, nobody thinks that Bobby Eaton or Dennis Condry is going to punch Hawk. Right. And it have an effect. But everybody's been poked in the eye. So when they would dig into Hawk's eye, you believe, okay, that might take Hawk down. Yeah. Having somebody dig in your eye like that. Right. But what you're gonna look for in this match, if you want to see the greatness of Bobby mm-hmm. you go to the seven minute
0: 20- I watched that this morning. Did you go great. to the
1: seven minute twenty second mark? You know what? I'm not even gonna describe it, I don't think. Because yeah. I don't think I could describe it. No. No. And it and do it justice for just how amazing this high spot was. Yeah. Where Bobby gets dumped out of the ring Animal picks him up Presses him up over his head Throws him back over the top rope And he gets tangled up in the cable And works himself free Stands up Hawk hits him with a clothesline (laughs) Knocks him back out of the ring And then Animal's standing there Waiting to hit him with another clothesline And he does it in like Like Ten, it's like a 10 second deal 10 seconds man. He's out in and yeah, out He's again. out in and out Back in there And it's just amazing Yeah It's amazing to see man And it's 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 a non-finish Obviously it's a DQ finish Because it was on TV But man it was a nice Like 14 right. minute Road Warriors Versus Midnight Express match Yeah And as I watched I, I'm on A couple other Because like you said We're jumping around I was talking about Putting your finger In Hawk's eye Mm-hmm if you watch Bobby Eaton sell, he you you he was believable. Yeah, because he sold everything. Nobody, not too many people, knows what it feels like to get power bombed, right? Or power slammed, or picked up and thrown. They don't know what that feels like. They don't know what the reaction is. But everybody stubbed their toe. Yeah, everybody's poked himself in the eye accidentally. Right. You know, everybody's had something fall back and hit them across the nose. -hmm. They jammed their finger, right, and that's the way Bobby Eaton sold everything. If you watch him sell it, it was always oh, you know, and he would kind of grab and he would shake his hand, you know. Then he sold things that way because we all know that pain. Yeah, we know what that feels like. So when he would do that, you could say, "Oh, I bet that hurt. I bet it hurt when he got poked in the eye." And I always liked that about the way he sold. Yeah. What you got to say?
0: I, was, I said this on Patreon the other day. When we did our list of best tag team wrestlers, please, please tell us that one of us had Bobby Eaton on you, that list. You
1: know, uh, if I didn't, it would be because I think that when we were talking about that list, like I associated him with a tag team. I got you. Like I, I didn't list Hawk either. Right. I didn't list Animal. I didn't list Ricky Bart- I got you. or Robert Gibson. Right. I mean, I it was like um, yeah, somebody that had been in several different tag teams with yeah. several different people. But that's what I'm saying, and he has. I get he it. he has. Like, think about he has. But it, like, it was it, it, it would be like if you just referred to The Rock and you only talked about when when he was Rocky Maivia, right? You know, because right. Bobby Eaton was so identified with being a part of the Midnight Express that right. I wouldn't have considered him like a singles guy that also did a bunch of tag team stuff.
0: I, I guess when I think back to that list, I'm like, man, Bobby Eaton, pretty sure he won gold with Arn, uh-huh. maybe with Zabisco.
1: Yeah, I can't remember.
0: Stan Lane, Dennis Condry.
1: And then it, even before in Memphis.
0: Right, right. Before. But what the, the but to be the kind counter- of because Dennis Condry and Stan Lane, completely different styles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yet Bobby was the glue. Yeah,
1: It of was course. such a of
0: seamless course. transition. And <clears throat> what I want to talk about too, this is, you know, Dennis Condry. Walks out, doesn't want it like I ain't getting back up on the scaffold or whatever the situation was. That's right with the, with the road warriors. You, we talked about nobody has a bad Bobby Eaton story. You never heard about Bobby Eaton contract negotiations or refusing?
1: No, actually, when um, when Stan Lane and Cornette walked out, I mean, that was the end because he told them he had a family, he was staying, yeah. Um, And you can argue Whether they He did He used him pretty well For a while Right And I was kind of Going to mention that man If you're looking There's a um, I think it's the Super Brawl show um, Super Brawl When they came back From the, the, the show in North Korea, I think, when Flair had lost to Tatsumi Fujinami. Yeah. It's, I, so whatever that Super... When you find the one, I think it's when Flair and Tatsumi Fujinami have the rematch at the Super Brawl. There's a Bobby Eaton, Arn Anderson match oh. th- that I can remember watching at the time. And it that would have been an era when I started transitioning into the type of wrestling that I liked. Yeah. And I remember that match standing out to me even then like all these years later Mm. i remember watching that match right because i had been like a fan of the road warriors and the ultimate warrior and Mm. hulk hogan and and even dusty Rhodes to to an extent and and the strong personalities and the strong presentation yeah um but not necessarily the most fluid Not, I don't like to say somebody can't work or somebody's not a good worker, Um, because I think there's a lot of different ways to define that. Um, But obviously. Bobby Eaton's better in the ring than the Ultimate Warrior. Yes you know I don't think there's yes. that, don't like you know I mean I'm gonna go ahead and but write that down. Mark's hot take yeah. <laughs> that Bobby Eaton was a little better in the ring than the Ultimate Warrior was, and uh, and and for the record also seems to be a better a uh, human being than the Ultimate Warrior was. Um, but. I remember that match between Arn and Beautiful Bobby being one of those matches where I realized that I wanted more out of wrestling than somebody who looked good in an 8 by 10. Right. Like I right. wanted to see a a, a a something that come across that looked like an athletic contest. Yeah. Between two guys that cosmetically couldn't stand next to the Road Warriors or the Ultimate Warrior. Right. right. But you know, by by also saying those that those two guys, um, Warrior and, and Hogan, or the Road Warriors, whatever, couldn't never have that kind of match that I saw Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson have, and it's all these years later still stands out in my mind. Is this amazing match, and then. Who Every, was a baby face in that match? Bobby Eaton was. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a moment. Wow. After after Cornette and Lane left, he was a baby fa- I think that was when it was, or it was at the end of the Dangerous Alliance. I cannot remember mm-hmm. which one, because it's been a long time ago. But also, the Dangerous Alliance, man. That <sighs> stuff was awesome. Yeah. There's some great matches from WCW Saturday night, where you would just, you know, beautiful Bobby and – um Larry Zabisco Dustin Rhodes Steve Austin Ricky Steamboat
0: Yeah
1: You know The Steiner Brothers Sting Luger uh, Brian Pillman Just the interaction Of all those different groups And they had the War Games match With uh, yeah. the Dangerous Alliance Versus Sting Squadron It's an amazing That's, yeah. War Games match That's great Yeah um, <clears throat> It got five stars right I think it did Yeah Yeah I think it did. It's an amazing War Games match. Um, And Bobby Eaton features very prominently in it. Yeah. Um, Dude, just so many. And then to see him transition to this guy that I know some people would say he didn't get used right. Yeah. I mean, he was it's not it's kind of (laughs) admirable that he would stick around. Yeah. and, And help you know, have, have matches with these new guys that were coming up and yeah. kind of teach them and, and help them learn from him. He yeah. was, he was at the point when he needed to start putting some talent over because it, yeah. even to the end, it meant something to beat Bobby. Eaton right, right, right. Because of what he had done yeah, for all those years. So if somebody come along, a new guy, you know, Brian Pillman, yeah. And he beat a Bobby Eaton, it mm-hmm. meant something. Yeah. To beat Bobby Eaton. Yeah. Um it wasn't just beating. Now did he ever ha was he ever T V champion, Bobby Eaton? Yeah, if, if as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, the match that I'm talking about with Arn was for the T V title and he beat him for it. Gotcha. I, I think. Wow. I think. I, I ain't watched that match in five years. Right. So don't quote me on that, but I think it was. But then there's this other deal. If you want to if you just want to see something fun, you go find Midnight Express on WCW or the the 605 TBS show against mm. the the various job guys. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> because if you would see them with somebody who was who's good like George South or um Mike Jackson or some of yeah. the other guys who were kind of there every week. Um even then they did the deal with the monkeys here yeah. in Anderson even. Um so if you watch it when they're working with those type, those type of guys who are a little bit better, yeah, they would have fun. Yeah, but the you want the best one is the guy that's not clean. Yeah, the guy who didn't take a shower. And yeah, he's hairy. Yeah, if you can find, I wish I knew how to tell you what to what to look <laughs> for. But to watch to watch Stan Lane not want to. Touched this guy And him and Bobby Eaton Working around Putting their hands On this This guy To make sure That this guy Knew that he should Have taken a shower Yeah Before he got in the ring With them Yeah Oh it's the funniest Thing man it's And if you can find it There's even one Where Cornette Does commentary over it And I wish I could Tell you where it was I don't know On YouTube But I will, I'll say One more thing I dropped my dang phone uh I'm pretty sure The YouTube channel was mr wrestling 66 yeah i think so i dropped my phone and i ain't gonna go digging around for it well you keep talking
0: and i'll see if i can
1: <clears throat> he has uh arrange my body and
0: pick your phone up for you <sighs>
1: that's oh. why that's why we got cables all underneath us anyway yeah this is uh he posted the the 10 part best of midnight express yeah so it's the first part is missing yeah. So I'm guessing somebody did a copyright claim Because it's got the last stampede on it mm-hmm. Where they were in Mid-South And you know that right When yeah. the Cornette come out and told Bill Watts He had a mouth full of memories But he couldn't back them up anymore And they did the deal with the birthday cake Yeah, Junkyard Dog came back under a mask at Stagger Lee So that's the first part I'm guessing And it's missing So it, somebody did a copyright claim on it But you can probably still find it somewhere If you look oh, hard yeah. enough but the other nine parts of the series are on the channel, and they're all over two hours. Wow. And it's the history of the Midnight. It's pretty wow. much every uh, televised Midnight Express match, I would guess. Everything that's available out there will be in there. Um, wow. I, st- I just started it uh, yesterday, and I watched uh, Cornet did an open challenge. Mm-hmm. He said, we're going to face three teams, but he – gave a list of people they wouldn't be facing and one yeah. of them was the Rock and Roll Express and this is in Mid-South and they said the contract's been bought out by Mr. Wrestling 1 and 2 And the, so the third when it comes out and then they're Mr. Wrestling 1 and 2 but then they take the jackets off and they got bandanas down their necks <laughs> everybody knows it's Ricky and Robert and Cornette's yeah. losing his mind because <laughs> they you know they found a loophole so that's where I'm at with that right now that's I haven't got any awesome. further so I'm, I've started it I hope to watch my intention is to watch every, every one of those over the next several months.
0: That's awesome.
1: So, that's where I'm at.
0: I tell you, you know,
1: that's, and Hey, I mean, look, I know there's going to be so many people talk to you about Bobby right. and talk that know him, that know a lot better stories than I do. I just wanted to tell you, he's. Somebody described him as your favorite wrestler, favorite wrestler. Yeah. That's a pretty good, cool way to get described. I didn't know the man, but I do know where a lot of his matches are. <laughs> I yeah. Know the good ones that you should watch. And that's just a little sprinkling of them.
0: Somebody told a story that there was that they were at some awards. I don't know if this was a fan fest. And Steve Kern was giving a speech. And Steve Kern called Bobby Eaton the. Greatest wrestler ever or Something to that effect And the first person to stand up on the standing ovation Was Ric Flair
1: Well you know Flair had the match with him At the Clash of Champions Because He had had a He picked him He was booking They passed him He wanted to work with Bobby Eaton Because he knew he would have good matches They did a match on um, I think it was a Sunday The Sunday night TBS show And it drew the biggest rating they'd ever had Yeah So they did it again at the Clash of Champions and it didn't – I don't think it drew very well, for, so I forget why. There was a reason that it didn't, though. It wasn't yeah. like that. people didn't want to see that match. There was just some reason that it didn't draw very well. But, yeah, like Flair picked him to be an opponent when he, when he first went singles. You know, when I think back,
0: our love for wrestling – Bobby Eaton's one of those unsung heroes. I mean, we talk about the Rock and Roll Express. We talk about Dusty Rose. We talk about the Road Warriors. But what's a common denominator in all of them? At some point, all those yeah. people cross paths with Bobby Eaton and the Midnight Express. And I think, you know, we're sitting here thinking, name a bad Bobby Eaton match.
1: I mean, I would tell you, and i am not saying this because we're doing this show. Yeah. And I'm not saying this because he just passed away. Right. I'm just telling like I would say in the last five years, when I'm looking to watch old wrestling, mm. and I'm, I, I'm not. I mean, obviously I watch other stuff too. Yeah. But more often than not, when I got 20 minutes to kill and I'm just looking for a match to watch, it's an old Midnight Express match because I know it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I don't. I don't think it's fair to ask somebody to pick between Dennis and Stan.
1: Oh, I, I could pick. Yeah, yeah. I would have no problem picking. Who would you say? Dennis. Yeah. Um, now, at the time, if you'd asked me, I probably would have said Stan Lane. But watching, going back and watching it, you get a new appreciation for Dennis. Dennis Condry looks like one of those guys, because I know guys like that. Yeah. I know these guys. They don't have a lot of muscular definition, but they look. They're strong, but they're strong. They do have muscles, mm-hmm. but they don't have weightlifting muscles. Right? They got blue-collar working muscles. Yeah, <clears throat> that long, those longer muscles, and they may not look, yeah, like the toughest guys, but they are. Right. And that's what he looks like to me. He's yeah. a, he's always looked like that to me. He looks like the kind of guy that if you messed, you would underestimate him by giving him any trouble. And, right. and you get whooped um, And you, I've seen a few of those fights Where you're watching it and going Nah, you don't need to mess with that guy And Dennis Condry has that vibe But he also had great body language Yeah He had. Yeah. He had. He He was one of those guys And he's really one of those The last of those guys That could work for the last row Mm-hmm you know, he. Yeah. everybody in the arena could tell. He just had a way with his body language of of telling a story without having to use any words. So, yeah, I, and I like Stan Lane. Obviously, I liked that version um, of the Midnight Express, too. But when I go back and watch the matches, if it's a Condry, mm-hmm. I'm always a little bit more excited about
0: it. Dennis Condry looks like the guy. He could just as easily – Be sitting beside you on the softball bench, or on the work site with you, or
1: sitting next to you in church, or a truck driver. Yeah, he's just—he looks like one of those guys that you just don't want to cross. But then there was—but then
0: there was something about him. I was thinking about this the other day, like when I did find out. Beautiful Bobby came from us. There was a slogan. For the Alabama, like Alabama, one of their slogans was something with the word beautiful. And that's kind of where they got that moniker for him. But I remember as a kid, I'm like, he's not a lover boy. He's not beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's not and it made me, beautiful. It, made me <laughs> it made me like hate him even more. That that they the were so air. Er- was that kind of no, I that? so great about it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Especially when you put him against Ricky and Robert.
1: Who you did have a crush on.
0: Well, everybody else did.
1: Yeah. I mean, I see why.
0: Um, But I think, yeah, I mean, again, Bobby Eaton's not one of those guys. He had the career – like, when I think about Bobby Eaton's career, there is no what if, what could have been. It's like he had a Hall of Fame career. He was never – I mean, he just had a tremendous career, and a lot of people could learn from him, hey, here's a guy, he passes away, nobody has anything bad to say about him. Mm -mm. And he had a Hall of Fame career and is genuinely, he's your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler.
1: But There's was, something to be said you know, for all that. And it's okay that he was never the World Heavyweight right, Champion. Right, right. Like, everybody doesn't need to be the World Heavyweight Champion. Right. You know, it's a – I mean, he had an incredible career. I think it's a shame that he never went in the WWE Hall of Fame. I right. heard a story that somebody told. He Baby went to a Ring of Honor show, mm-hmm. and they had invited him, and he almost didn't go because he thought nobody would remember him. right. You know, like yeah. oh, they don't care nothing about me, and they're like, no, you don't. Know. Like everybody loves you. Yeah. Like what are you? Yeah, talking it's about? like he didn't everybody, know. Yeah, he just didn't get that that how how loved he is or was. I mean, so
0: I think I I need to double check. Uh, our friend Thomas Simpson took my cornet book to the gathering they just had. Okay. And he got a ton of autographs for it. Yeah. there's only one person that hadn't signed that book it's beautiful Bobby. beautiful yeah. bobby yeah. i got barry windham stan lane steve kern dennis Condry. i mean uh i think mike rotunda i mean anybody that's in that book hmm. thomas uh randy rose and um Man. and now i've got several bobby Eaton autographs yeah. on midnight express pictures um but, yeah, I mean, just one of those. I don't think we ever met Bobby Eaton, did we? I don't think so. No, I, I, no, I know for a fact we didn't. I would remember it. I've never met him or Stan. We could have mm-hmm. met Stan. Stan was at WrestleCade one year. Are we going to
1: WrestleCade this year? By the way?
0: I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Hofer bought a bunch of tickets and may not be able to go. Yeah. And uh, I don't know.
1: I think I'm off.
0: I hadn't thought about I I need to see we gotta do parking at Clemson games, so that's that's impacting my Who does? Uh the youth group. The church youth group. We do that as a fundraiser. Hmm. Hmm. So that's uh six of my I'm telling you, man, my yeah. I'm glad we're getting together today Because it's about to get busy
1: I was about to say, wait a minute They don't know about this? <laughs> well
0: When I talked to Coach Sweeney I said, now listen I'm going to need y'all to move some of your games Either to Thursday or Friday or Sunday Because hmm. Saturday is for the double dropkick show
1: <laughs> I reserved the stratosphere
0: <laughs> <laughs> But um, Yeah I, Yeah, so like Wrestlecade at this point, they're just kind of announcing random people. Mm-hmm. But and it should be good. But I, yeah, yeah. I don't really know who I would pay to.
1: I think they just announced get,
0: Sting. Yeah, I mean, Sting will be there, but I mean, he's pretty pricey.
1: How you, how you can afford it.
0: Times, times have changed, buddy.
1: Times have changed. <laughs> that Bitcoin didn't work out for you, do no? Well, no, it did. I just sold it all.
0: Huh. Sold it all. Went to Universal Studios. Well, hey, man. Um, we didn't really talk a lot about Jody Hamilton, but I do want to mm-hmm. say, not safe for work, not safe for children. But if you Google or go to YouTube. I, it's like the Bruce Hart radio show where he does an interview
1: mm-hmm.
0: with Jody Hamilton. And I want to say Bret Hart's on there because it sounds just like Bret Hart. But Bret Hart and the Assassin talking about wrestling. And Jody Hamilton just goes off like, well, who says K-Fabe dead? It's dead because I didn't keep it alive. You know, who said it? it's because I ain't even trying? I mean, Jody – I mean – He just doing what Jody Hamilton does. Cutting promos. Cutting a promo on everybody. And uh but it's great it was just it was a I listened about Do you know the
1: you know the history of the assassin, right? I mean where that where where they started the Tell us again. But smarting the people Because it was right after the assassination (laughs) of J (laughs) F K. Right. And it was a different time. Tom Renesto, right? Yeah. And uh they started the he started the assassins, um, now they Based were both that. they were Bolo the Bolos the Bolos
0: mhm and also the assassins yeah. and I just watched um was it Star, it was Starcade 83 or 84 but Hercules was the other mm-hmm. assassin
1: Yeah we watched that
0: Now who, who was the other assassin that he turned that he had yeah, in the was, locker room I'm
1: pretty sure that was Nick Patrick Oh gotcha His son Yeah I'm pretty I'm I, I hadn't watched it in a long time but I think that was Nick Patrick Mhm that's how you fire somebody. <laughs> just great,
0: man. I still like, I'm still mad we didn't get the tape fist match in 84.
1: I like to feed this fist. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Valiant, you haven't taped up your fist.
0: He's oh, just so good, man. He was not that promo. I was watching it the other day. Paul Jones is not a tall man, Paul Jones may be five. Mm -hmm. Three five four. He's shorter than me. Yeah, he's shorter. But in this promo, Jody Hamilton's shorter than Paul Jones. He's kinda hunched down, I guess. Hmm. It was it was throwing me off. I'm like, Paul Jones is like looking him in the eye. So I don't know I don't know. But yeah. Just man.
1: Yeah. It's just too often, man. Every it seems like every week somebody's passing away.
0: Yeah, yeah. His wife had just passed away, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Just you know, just it's the world where, yeah, it's just time. Just time comes for us all, you know. Uh, yeah. So we'll put. I'll, I'll get these notes from Mark. We'll put those in the show notes. And just encourage you, you know, just we live in a world where everybody's complaining about this and that and wrestling. And man, just go watch Bobby Eaton stuff and be more like Bobby, Eaton. be more like Bobby Eaton. Live your life where you're your favorite neighbor's favorite neighbor. Yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. be the guy who's got the bag that's. Whatever you need I got You need some athletic tape I got you You need shoelaces I got you You need this toothbrush I got you Be the guy That when Your girlfriend Or whoever Tells her dad She's dating you He's like Yeah that's a good one mm-hmm. Be that guy Be that guy Be That guy uh, We would love To hear your thoughts On Bobby Eaton Now this The way our podcast Is structured you're hearing this probably three to four weeks after he's passed away. And that's by, I mean, that's just our schedule, but also kind of by design because every because the week that he's passed away, everybody's done mm-hmm. a podcast about it. So ours is coming out a little bit later. But we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear about any interaction. What's your favorite Bobby Eaton or Midnight Express match? You can let us know on Facebook. You can comment on this post. You can let us know in the show notes at DoubleDropKick.com. Or you can let us know on Twitter. I'm at Heath Mulligan. I'm at the DDK Show. And you would think that a show named the Double, Double Drop Kick Show would have a tribute episode to Bobby Eaton.
1: That's right.
0: There would be no. Listen, let's be honest. There's no Double Drop Kick Show without Bobby Eaton. Very true. Because it's not enough that the Rock and Roll Express beat the Russians on that fateful day in Shelby. Mm-hmm. But it was the ongoing feuds with the Midnight Express. And yeah, good stuff. Who threw a better right hand than Bobby Eaton? It's a good question. Today, I'd say nobody. Did Bobby Eaton ever throw a weak forearm?
1: I doubt it. I doubt it. Did Bobby Eaton ever slap his leg? I, I, no, I no. Uh he never stood there and did the little hit each other with the forearms in the middle of the ring. I watched you know. the sh- I but watched people are still talking about him 30 something years later. I watched a
0: show last night, a live stream of a show. I won't say which show. Um and
1: that SCI tournament. It right? was House the SC-
0: and about the third match was two big guys, and they started out, and they just looked at it. They sized each other up. A true horse fight. Mm-hmm. And they started out. Are they really horses? No, no, no. Logan Creed and John Davis, two big old – John Davis is becoming my favorite wrestler. He's just a big, bad man. But they just start off, all right, we're we just going to hit each other. Start. And it's not necessarily chops. It's slaps, and they just – it's a good. But then later on, there's two guys – both of them big in their own right, but they're not John Davis and Logan Creed. And they started their match the same way. And I'm like, guys, you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like, that's – you can't – you got to – come on. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And that should not happen more than one. Like, everybody should get in the locker room like, all right, one time tonight we're going to have this trade and blows. And it's going to be those guys over there. It's not going to be Marco Stunt and – uh, sunny, It's gonna That's be That's not
1: gonna happen though You know I know He might as well give up on that Right Ain't nobody thinking hey, Ain't they're nobody doing, thinking period If they're, they're doing this in one match Maybe we need to try to do something different Yeah You know We all watch those same All Japan tapes from the 90s It was good when Steve Williams and Kent Kobashi did it Right You're never gonna do it that good Right
0: Yeah Yeah
1: Because they were hitting each other Right And it was awesome It was awesome You Are not You'll have Never mind I can't You know Yeah (laughs) I think
0: I know where you were going with that And I second that emotion But uh, You did Yeah Bobby eating so good (laughs) So good Yep (laughs) That's summing up To sum up this episode We're fans of Bobby Eaton We're sorry he's gone And I'm glad That he was appreciated In his time That before he was gone I mean obviously gone too soon Mm -hmm. But I'm glad He went knowing His place in wrestling history His the respect You know here's This will show the respect They're raising money to help with funeral expenses Their goal was 10 grand They raised $20,000 mm. Chris Jericho gave $5,000 I mean just All these people just That's the love for Bobby Eaton mm-hmm. um, That's the appreciation So that's uh, Yeah Bobby Eaton He's a good one
1: Sum it all up Bobby Eaton, good Lunch, good Independent guys who stand in the middle of the ring and slap each other and nobody will ever remember it because everybody else on the card did it. You're no Bobby Eaton. Let's
0: close with this. I was watching, but before the SCI came on last night, I was watching another show from Georgia where a guy debuted and he came out and he was kind of masked up and he takes off his mask. Mm Mm-hmm. And reveals himself to the crowd and I'm and I took it a video of it that I'll show to you and you can watch it on the camera there is nobody in the crowd moves there is zero reaction mm-hmm. like they don't even flinch when this guy reveals himself mm-hmm. there's no pop there's no gasps there's nothing you put that against
1: but in his mind. I guarantee you it was going to be the coolest thing that had ever happened. Right. But you go
0: back to the – I remember watching a Fantastics Midnight match where it gets all crazy at the end. The Fantastics do a sunset flip, get the pin, and you can see it. The camera is shaking. The crowd, right. the arms pumping. Mm-hmm. People it's like that kid when Ron Simmons yeah. won the world title. Ty- and they actually found him, I think, and they oh, really? did some interviews with him.
1: Oh, cool. That
0: – Like that's what you want, and I think you want people. Thanks,
1: man. Appreciate you summing up that that's what you're looking for. (laughs) I mean, you want people to care. Yeah, that's right. And
0: you gotta make them care. And Bobby Eaton made us care.
1: All right, let's wrap it up, right?
0: Yeah, that's a good way to end it. Thank you, Mark, for your love of wrestling, and for your insight today. Thanks for listening, folks. Episode 301, in the can and in your hearts. And as always, for the Double Drop Kick Show, I'm Heath (laughs) (laughs) Mulliken.
1: And I'm Mark Whitman.
0: And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.